I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages, the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about good ones, talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. We have aerobics, martial arts, and aerobics, our own combination of martial arts and an aerobic workout. I never thought getting in shape could be so much fun. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. We're your hosts, as we were last week and hopefully will be next week. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Where does that aerobics come from? Can I just from? tell you, can I just, can we have a little conversation about that? Sure. There's something that's really bumming me out today, and that I spent way too much time looking for a drop for today's show, because of course today is what? January 2nd. Happy New Year, Happy everybody. Happy New Year. And I wanted a drop from a commercial that was both funny and somehow nodded to it being a new year. Mm-hmm. And... I actually found the perfect drop. I mean, the perfect drop with Flo, who is the perfect spokesperson for Progressive, right. if you ask me. Um, but the only version I found was somebody had taped it off of their television. and the There was sound, a Progressive commercial that's not available just on the internet? I, th- I mean, I think they just cranked those things out. I think that there, you know, there are obviously hundreds and hundreds of Flow commercials. And this one, I actually did a little research. I think it was from 2009. Like, it just, yeah, it's just old. It's just old. And like I was on their site. I spent so much time trying to track down this commercial. I spent a bunch of time trying to take the crappy version that somebody had taped off of their TV and like kind of process it and EQ it in a way that was satisfactory none of that worked so i just started going through gym commercials thinking maybe there'd be some good like new year new you right but those weren't really funny so i went with that one that was for um a gym it was a commercial from the 1980s for a gym um called like qte or something as a matter of fact let me see if i can find it because they call themselves like the combination of exercise and socializing it was kind of a boy it's like a meat market gym kind of but yeah but it didn't seem meat markety because it just seems so quaint and weird yeah and old-fashioned by today's standards i don't think qte gym is really gonna do anything for me but uh yeah i guess i could go to my um I guess I could, what, what was the actual word that he says in that Car- little uh, carobics? Carobics. It, it, it combines the best of car- karate with an aerobic <laughs> yeah, workout. Right. Here's a carobics commercial. This is not the one I was watching uh, earlier today. Oh, this is much more modern. I'm sure carobics was something that was like kind of the way like uh, body pump now is a is like a brand that other like lots of gyms pay a licensing fee to do that particular workout. Yeah. Aerobics probably was the same thing. Yeah, here it is. B- BQE. Oh, like, B- like you... Brooklyn Queens Express. Oh, B- oh, Brooklyn Queens Express. That's interesting. So here it is. I love... Uh, you would you would think that I would have just had this ready to go. Here it is. This is uh, a 1985 commercial for BQE New York Gym. The BQE. I never thought getting in shape could be so much fun. The BQE. Healthy body, healthy mind. 
The BQE is New York's only 24-hour health This is totally facility. a meat market gym, though. Martial arts and aerobics, our own combination of martial arts and an aerobic workout. Visit our Sky I mean, High Arena. The things that these people are wearing and some of the scenes here are straight out of that. Oh, gosh, there's even a bar. There's a bar in there. And also there's a wait, listen to the end of this. So there's this hot tub scene. But the reason it didn't seem meat markety to me is because by today's standards, nobody is dressed in a way that seems attractive at all. Well, not attractive to you. But this there's the scene where they're doing aerobics. And this one woman who's very prominently placed at the front is wearing like a high cut leotard with like a very low cut like with sort of like suspender straps and then a low cut thing. She looks like Jamie Lee Curtis in um, huh. in that movie about aerobics, which I can't remember the name of. I didn't know that she was in the movie. I didn't know there were movies yeah. about aerobics. Oh, there's a movie about aerobics, which is... Uh, can you just real quickly uh, Google... Sorry, guys. Um, can you just real quickly Google John Travolta in aerobic scene? You can see his junk swinging all over the place. Oh, that's why you know about it. <laughs> Exactly. John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis, 80s crotch thrusting. There you go. Am I about to become a man just by watching this? Yeah. So if you haven't seen this, I'll put it on the, the, the our Facebook group. But uh, it's such a great scene. Um, he, John Travolta's in this like aerobics class and Jamie Lee Curtis is leading it. Um and he's just wearing like a red sweatshirt, but then like teeny tiny gray workout shorts that just all they are basically like a cod piece. Apparently, then, the movie is called Perfect. Yes, that's right. I had no Everybody's idea. trying to get a perfect body. Aerobics were really big. <laughs> but there's a, an aerobics based feature film yes. with a theatrical release. Oh, yeah. I mean, huge stars, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Travolta. Like, this is a, this is a big, this is a big movie. I think it's right around the time that he was doing like, um, well, probably not too dis- too distant from uh, Saturday Night Fever. The disco one, yeah. Ooh, yeah, he's he's making some eyes at her too, man. Uh, anyway, at the end of this BQE New York gym uh, commercial, there's also a scene where um, they're in a hot tub. But again, it doesn't seem sexy at all. It actually seems weird. It seems like one of those boomerang gifts we see today where it looks like people are getting in and out of the hot tub. Watch this again. Visit our Sky High Arena featuring state-of-the-art Nautilus and fitness equipment. Take a swim or relax they're in our dipping world. dipping in, dipping uh, out. Dipping, dipping in, in. dip where out. Fitness is social. Where fitness is social. But I mean, clearly it's a meat market. It's all. I mean, there's literally a bar at the yeah, end. Yeah, I guess I didn't. I didn't put that together. I guess I just don't see the world through the same lens of sexuality that you do, Genevieve. Well, I I don't know what to tell you because it was they were giving you all the signals. My um, New Year's resolution, by the way, is to say sexuality more often on this show. Can so, you get that clip of Jenna Maroney saying, <laughs> my sexuality? Please don't say your sexuality. My, my sexuality. sexuality. Holy crap. All right, we once again, we loose, are not a loose, Star Wars podcast. We've had some loose Marin opens these I couple of episodes. Know, I don't know how this keeps happening. Well, let's um, talk about commercials. Let's do it. Uh, today, we are going to open up the mailbag again and let you guys, the ad council, drive the show one more time. Veeves and I uh, are recording this, I'm just going to say, a little bit before Christmas. Uh, right now, as you're hearing us, we are potentially in an airplane potentially flying uh back home at the end of a vacation where either our love grew by leaps and bounds mm-hmm. or we're now broken up and yeah. we need to figure out one or the other who gets the cats so uh i don't know i guess tune in next week to find out <laughs> <laughs> but for today we're gonna go ahead 
and uh, and, and uh, read a bunch of emails and emails and stuff that you guys have sent into us. First, though, before we get into that, right before we jumped into the studio here, you had the TV on. What were you watching? Oh, I think I was watching 21 Jump Street. Or 22 Jump Street? No. It, 22 Jump Street came on right after, but okay. we had to record. Um, but you were watching the new movie, 21 Jump Street. The and... new movie from eight years ago. Well, not you weren't watching 21 Jump <laughs> Honestly, if I were to say I was watching 21 Jump Street, people would assume that I was just like, again, trying to relive the 80s. And I was watching the... Was 21 Jump Street? That was an 80s show, not a 90s show, right? Uh, yeah, I want to say late maybe 80s. It, maybe it kind of went 80s into the 90s anyway i happened to see a commercial that i had never seen before because i don't usually sit around watching um 21 jump street uh in the it middle wasn't of an eight afternoon. years ago by the way it was only like five years ago uh but kyle bush i don't know much about him but he's a race car driver right yes he drives race cars he is uh, an america he's a stock car driver uh and team owner uh, he's drives the number 18 toyota camry in the monster energy nascar cup series and the number 18 Camry in the NASCAR Xfinity series. Those are one bunch, of the biggest Those names, are a right? bunch of words that I don't know the meaning of. <laughs> but you copied and pasted them from Wikipedia. Um, I assume he's a big name. I've um, heard the name before. Okay. So, so if I've even heard the name before, yeah. it means you must be pretty big. I was surprised to see how young he is, though, or at least young looking. Maybe he just has one of those faces. He's 32. Yeah, it's pretty young by my standards. I'd call him a kid. That's how you know you turn 40, by the way. You call everybody who's younger than 40 a kid. Isn't there... We watched a... There's a, there's a commercial where... Um, I think it's for Progressive, when you become your dad. Oh, and yeah. He says, he's, and it's a support group. And the guy goes, now I call every child I see, boy or girl, chief. <laughs> hey, chief. I love... That's one of the best... Com- Should we have done the best commercials of 2017? We, we probably should have. Let me say the last thing, the last time we tried a best of, which was for our 100th episode. <laughs> yeah, and our 101st and episode. Our 101st episode. I think we've sort of we sort of beat the yeah, best of to death this yeah, year. Let's okay. try it again next year. Although we did not, you know, we marked our hundredth show, but we did not mark our three year anniversary, which just passed about four weeks ago. I want to say three or two. I think three. Well, it's only 52 episodes per year, so how could it be three? Okay, let's say second anniversary. Yeah, I think second anniversary. Happy second anniversary. Happy second anniversary. Also, it's the zero anniversary of when I took that math class. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I walked into the room, and there was a really funny short ad. We saw a guy. It's clearly Kyle Busch. They they, they indicate very clearly early on. He's wearing, for one thing, he's wearing his stock car uniform with all of the... Uh, patches and stuff on it. And he's at the counter to Mini Mart, and he's checking out a um, can of energy drink. I believe it's N-O-S. Is that how you say it? Or they NOS? say NOS. NOS energy I drink. I think, and I'm quickly going to get out of my depth here, um, but I my understanding is that NOS in the racing world is how you refer to nitrous oxide system which is one of those things that they like use to juice up their cars and make them go faster so i've seen nos before in the store but i didn't didn't realize i knew it was an energy drink i didn't realize it kind of has that almost connect so it has a direct connection to the racing world before they brought in kyle it's a sub-brand of monsters owned by monster energy okay Uh, so it's a sub-brand of that and i think it is specifically targeting um race car the race car community, the race car community, but you know, like the racing community and like kind of fans of racing. And it's, that's the thing it's really tied to. And when it was first made and sold, it was actually in a can that resembled a NOS cartridge, like a nitrous oxide <laughs> cartridge. I think they now just, now it just looks like monster, like a big, you know, one of those big 16 ounce cans. Now, nitrous oxide is 
also the stuff that you can get high off of. That's what whippets are. Okay. So do you think that, I mean, not me, of course, but I had friends in high school and college who would have whippet parties, and that was also the cartridge. So it wasn't just a race car thing. Maybe they were also kind of just Yeah, but those were the little ones. I'm sure those that are like the size of like a, I don't know... They were also the kind that you would the, the shape of the stuff that you would put in your BB guns for the the air powered BB guns. Okay, yeah, but yeah, so they, they the must handle. be a bigger thing for the race cars, right? Yeah, but I thought that you, I don't know what they look like in the race car, but I thought maybe the can was like a big version of the thing that you do whippets off of. I don't know, maybe we're so out of our depths yeah. here, and also I've done way too many whippets. <laughs> I've never done a whippet, really. Yeah, well, I, I have 40. had for, I've had I I was in I was at parties where whippets were being done, but I never did it. I remember one time going up to, because I'd been at, uh, you know, I'd been a, around people doing whippets before in college, but then somebody said, you want to go to a nitrous party? And I was like, yeah, sure. I just figured a bunch of people like, you know, filling up balloons with the thing. No, no, they had a tank yeah. up in the attic. And I remember the line was all the way down like two sets of stairs and people would just like they would wait in this long line get all the way up and i think it was james the jazz man up there who was like filling up balloons and handing them and then you would do one and you'd get, go, go back right to back, back and get in the that. line <laughs> it's like the quickest way to kill brain cells short of huffing yes and also it's a very dangerous thing to do i think um i don't know maybe it was a rumor but you could really do if you I don't know. The rumor I mean, was at the function- time you could like freeze your lungs or something like that. That's I don't know probably if that's bullshit. true. And I also think like essentially you're just depriving your brain of oxygen. Yeah, it's huffing. Which is yeah, it's huffing. Which um, is one of the least sexy drugs. Yes. One of the least attractive ways to get high. <laughs> hey, baby, <laughs> you want to meet me for a late night huff? Uh, anyway, <laughs> how do we keep? What's going on? I am belligerent. Um, but okay, so we, in this commercial, we see Kyle Bush. He's trying to check out a can of NOS energy drink. And there's a, you know, kind of a cute kid behind the uh, counter working the cash register. And I think we can just pick it up there, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Kyle awesome, Bush. Oh, oh, cash, credit, or debit? Uh, well, man, I'm fresh out, but I'll trade you my hand. Oh, <laughs> first of all, I just that that oh. the kid nails it. This <laughs> kid deserves an ATME. He he's clearly like psyched to see someone he he recognizes, and and it should be noted that Kyle Busch is standing there in his full, you know, stock car racing jumpsuit, and written across the front in giant letters is NOS Energy Drink. <laughs> right. And the kid is does such a great job with the, oh, I want to help you out here, but I'm really not allowed to. And he points to a sign on the front of the cash register that says, you want to play it? Yeah, I'm gonna, I backed it up a little bit here because I want to hear that ah uh, again. I'll trade you my hand. He moves the can back and points to a sign that says, we do not accept Kyle Bush hats. <laughs> Give us. There's actually a, like a 30 set. That's the 15 second version. There's a 30 second version where they have kind of, they ne- try, he tries to really negotiate over the hat for a while. Is that the second link you have in here where it says? No, that's um, a different one that I also thought was funny. What is this one? Funny. I haven't seen this one. This is one. It's, it's a similar situation. Kyle, not Kyle Bush goes into a different mini mart and interacts with a, there's a different clerk, a female clerk behind the cash register. And as he's about to pay for the NOS, a fan, a female fan sees him and comes up to him and asks if she can get a photo. Okay. Oh, wow. 
You're Kyle Bush. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and yeah. that is the new Nas Rowdy drink? That's it. Oh, can I get a picture? Sure, yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she, she takes the, his phone from him, also the can of Nas, and holds it up next to her face and takes a selfie of herself with the drink. And just and he just looks like, oh, I don't even know how to describe that look on his face, but it's pretty really good. Really bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> She's taking a couple. She's very excited. Duck face, kissing it. And then she walks away with his drink and his phone. And then, <laughs> and the clerk takes the rest of the other drink and moves it behind the counter. Yeah, then he goes to gesture towards her drink, and she uh, just steals it from him. That he's great. He's this reminds great. me of like there's a certain type of self-deprecating ad with uh, big figures, it's usually athletes. Often athletes. I think the one for Patrick Stewart with them, um, the ad with the cider that he does is great. I That's think Har- true. Strongbow. Yeah, but is that in kind of this setting? I feel like I'm thinking more along the lines of. Um, uh, not Tony Romo, who is the who's the quarterback? Oh, um, Clay. Uh, no, no, it's um, it's uh, Aikman, Troy Aikman. A- Troy, Troy Aikman. You know, he's trying to check out some beer, and I, I can't remember. Oh, uh, his cell phone oh, goes and off, and, and he says, "Oh, I don't like to live in the past." And then his cell phone ring is Aikman scores. Yeah, Aikman scores. Aikman scores. And there's a couple others that I feel like take place in this sort of universe right. where it's kind of making fun. It of is the kind of celebrity. a trope, actually. Yeah. Like, and and celebrities having awkward and sort of humiliating interactions with clerks in stores. Right. It is kind of a genre, which I really appreciate. And and Kyle Busch doesn't have to do much, but he does a nice job with what he's given. And Ted Dan- those new Ted Danson yep. ads, some of those take place in stores, too, to varying effects. Anyway, I really, really like those commercials. It and, you makes know, me really like Kyle Busch. And me, too. And God knows we are not the target demographic here. No. You know, I mean, we are not race. We don't know the first thing about racing as surely has been obvious from this conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, it does raise the question, and this is something I've been meaning to talk to you about. I feel like all of our conversations on the show end up turning t- to race, and I really wanted to avoid that today. It's not a joke about racing. Yeah, racing. No? You're going to have to You're not gonna you're f- have to punch in your own sad trombone there. You're not going to follow me on that one? Well, the good <laughs> news is I have a trombone sound right here. <laughs> don't hey, you know what? You don't. don't if you don't laugh at my jokes, I don't think jokes, there's a trombone in here. <laughs> if you don't laugh at my jokes, what makes an oompa? That's sound. what I'm gonna play. All right, let's uh, be done with this silliness and let's uh, check in with the ad council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, thieves. What do we got? Well, the first we're going to go uh, into the backlog here. Uh, over the years, uh, and and really over the last few months, um, there have been a few emails and emails that we just didn't ever get to, and you know for whatever reason we moved we moved on, and I couldn't kind of work them into the show. But I thought since we're doing an uh, an ad council ad extravaganza here, it would be good to go back into the archives and see if there's anything that we missed. Um, this is one from Michael, listener Michael, um, who talks about a campaign, uh, certainly a campaign that I've seen. We may have even touched on this campaign uh, at some point, but he talks about how much he likes one ad in the in the commercial or one ad in the campaign and dislikes one in the same campaign. And he wonders, like, how do you know, how do you get one so right and one so wrong? 
Um, we have one like that, don't we? That we talked about recently. Well, we talked about the. Um, I think. Oh, uh, for- why I do this to us? I forget who it's for. I think it's the Honda CRV, where there's one that's a that's like a fairy tale theme. They're both fairy tales, and right? well, they're both fairy tale theme, but they are. The the one that's for Cin- that's like the Cinderella story really doesn't work for me. I think it's absurd and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. And then the one that's like the Rapunzel, Rapunzel yeah. works okay. I wouldn't say that I love either of them. Mm. There was one that I really liked, and then they showed another one I, I really disliked. It. But anyway, this isn't about me. This is about Michael. So what's Michael talking about? Well, this is the one that he doesn't like, um, and it is for the Volkswagen, I want to say Tiguan, but I don't know if that's how it's properly pronounced. Uh, I think it's sort of like their hybrid SUV type of car. And I've seen this ad, and I I can't say that it bothers me as much as it bothers Michael. It's about the story is of a woman who starts her career. um, She somehow is able to afford this nice Tiguan at the start of her career when she's like getting coffee for everybody. But she, through the montage of the commercial, moves up and up and up in the company um, and finishes in like the VP's office. And throughout the whole thing, she's able to look out the window and see her reliable car out there for and her. And it's the same car all the time, or Somehow, it's a newer version of a Volkswagen? I think it's the same car, but you tell me if I'm misreading that. So she's getting her start. You know, this is, of course, the Mary Tyler Moore. The cover of the Mary Tyler Moore theme. I like this song. This is my kind of music. Now she's like get it moving up. She's got her own cubicle. She looks out. She still sees that red Tiguan. Now she's cool the car. VP. But the VP still drives the it Tiguan. It takes a long time to get to the top. But with America's best bumper-to-bumper limited warranty, the all-new Volkswagen Tiguan will be there every step of the way. See, I like that. You could have gone two different ways with this commercial, right? Another mm-hmm. company, and Volkswagen has done this, like with the couple that keeps on uh, having car sex, Upgrading. and then they keep having kids, so then you keep on seeing them go back to the dealership and getting a bigger car, a newer car. Um, but, and that's a, that's a fine message, too. Like, oh, a company like Ford, we've been around forever. There are commercials that kind of go through a person's life, and they show the cars that they had in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. In a kind of a showing what an icon their product is. Now, this one, very good for Volkswagen, would also be good for Toyota. Um, this Anything that lasts a long, long Subaru, time. right? Those are the yeah. three big ones who really go, they press hard this idea that we are a car, you buy it now when you're young, but you will have it through your early adulthood or right. something like that. Yeah, you know, I, I think like that. I thought that was a good commercial. It doesn't bother me. Michael doesn't care for it, though. Um, he really felt like. Um, he didn't like the song, which he oh, I like the song, which he just didn't think worked, and and just was just felt it was like a lame commercial. I feel like we should figure out who did the music. It might be Joan Jett. Really, it sounds newer to me. Let me just do a really quick look at that. Do you think that Michael doesn't like to see women be successful in the workplace? Yeah, Michael, is that it? I'll bet you it is. <laughs> I get a vibe from Michael. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, right? <laughs> What songs are playing in the new VW Tiguan commercials? We're going with that pronunciation. This is from um, DouglasVW.com. This, there's the um, the artist is none other than Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. You were at, that's exactly what you said, right? It is, but that, the reason I thought that was that I my memory was that Michael had said that in his email, and he did indeed. So oh, okay, all right. It's funny though. I thought that was uh, I, I figured that was like a newer kind of punk punky. 2017 girl punky band okay so anyway he doesn't like that one i'm fine with it i think it's i actually kind of like i like the song now what one does he love so this is from the same campaign and this is a this is one that i've seen on tv and and actually do like a lot um it's the it's it's sort of themed on king kong um a woman is a woman who was very blonde and has sort of a 
an old-fashioned wave to her hair, although she is a modern-looking person, mm-hmm. sort of has a Fay Ray vibe, is driving her um, Tiguan, again, the same car, and a giant inflatable gorilla, like the kind, like that's standing on a used car lot, like, you know, you've seen those, yeah. you know, all your life, uh, spots this Fay Ray lookalike in the car and, yeah, and floats through the city... Uh, sort of chasing the car as a giant balloon animal. Yeah, so let's take a listen. So the Tiguan drives by. The balloon gorilla seems to sort of spot the car, and then it breaks its bonds and floats across the sky. And it's... (laughs) And they, they do film it in a really cute way where, like, his head keeps sort of like coming around corners that she's turning as he follows her through the city. And she's kind of other, utterly, you know, immune to it, not noticing it. I actually, so I'm watching it now. I don't hate this commercial. I've seen it before, and I've actually kind of, this commercial gives me negative vibes. I'm, I'm the opposite of Michael. Why see, this, this totally plays into exactly what I'm saying about Michael. Michael doesn't like to see women be successful in the workplace. <laughs> Michael likes to see women be, you know, treated like objects. This is what we call the ape gaze right. in the feminist community. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I will say that the story that the King Kong one tells is like, I don't really understand what the pitch about the car is, whereas it's, I do yeah. understand what the pitch about the car is in the in the previous one, right? Where, yeah, she, she goes through the first sort of 15 years of her career or whatever it is and becomes a vice president and, manage, and her car stays with her for that whole time because it's so reliable and it has such a long-lasting, uh, like, it's such a long-lasting car. The King Kong one is more like, He's got a boner for the girl, not the car. Well, it's... I guess at the end, you just see him looking at it. Maybe he's looking at the car, but it's, he's it's more at, like, I, like... I think that is sort of the joke. Like, she gets out of the car and leaves, and the giant still apes still the looking at the car. It's a little ambiguous, though, I would say. I actually really like the looks of this car. I love the color. They use the same pop and orange color yeah. uh, for the car in both of these commercials that I like Well, a we lot. just bought a Volkswagen. We could trade up, I suppose. I don't... Well, the shape of the car... I, I don't want a bigger car, but I like that color. I don't know why we're not driving a car that color genevieve that was the blue was the only one that they had <laughs> should we look at who did uh, that song that was um oh, living ELO. thing living thing by yellow so okay cool uh yeah no i'm i'm obviously uh, just teasing michael a little bit but if i'm being honest my uh, my opinions actually are flipped on those i i like the other one better not that i don't love either one and i don't hate either one yeah. but i i feel better about the one where the woman is uh working her way up um, all right. Well, this next is uh, next one is from listener Kristen. Again, this is another kind of uh, throwback that I had to. I went back and and looked at what we'd missed. She said, "So this is from October. So forgive me. Um, I've been trying to get this commercial to you for over a year." She writes, uh, "But since it only airs around October, and I'm not great at audio recording, it's taken a while." Um, so she did send us an actual piece of audio. We actually ended up finding, I think. Not the same exact. I need to play her audio. Okay. I tried to tweak it a little bit. So um, this is something that Kristen taped probably with her phone off of the TV. Yeah. So the sound isn't great. So this is for this something called the Cape Fear Fair and Expo, which is like their local state fair, I guess. Okay. So should I just play her message here? Or I guess it's not a message. Just play the audio. Yeah. Okay. It's a fair. All your friends are there. Have fun. Fun is everywhere. It's a fair. All your friends are there. Cape Fear Fair. 
just more fun. Right you are. It's going to be out at the Wilmington International Airport. And tickets are just... Right again. Kids two and under get in for free. For more information, call 313-1234 or visit the website at capefearfair.com. So there it is. Yeah, so fairly standard, you know, kind of state fair. We, we live here in Washington State. We hear the do the Puyallup uh, fair ads every year. I think what really caught my ear about this was that uh, Kristen writes, I moved to Wilmington, North Carolina in 2009 and was immediately amused by this radio jingle to promote the area fair. My friends who grew up here say it's been the same jingle forever, and the chicken box actually do indicate how much tickets are. So if you heard the if you heard mm-hmm. the guy say, and tickets are, that number of box, which I was not able to count, and I've listened to it several times now, um, that's the dollar amount of tickets. Here, let's try. It. Let's are. just try this one more time. Fair is back, and it's bigger than ever before. More free exhibits, more room for rides and games. You know, it's just more fun. Boo. Uh, I tried to take hash marks, but it's like I I, I got like at least 15, 15 bucks. I I don't know. I looked it up on the Internet and it said $17 this year. Okay, that'd be about right. I think it was was 17, but like, boy, you I guess it's just sort of you have to know. It's something you have to know. Well, I assume that the visual might be showing the number. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it was there, if that's like a visual or a, or if it's a, if it's just on the radio, I wasn't clear from. Oh, actually I'm seeing Kristen's note here. She says that her friends say that it used to be more. It's a radio jingle. Oh, it's a radio. And she said it used to be more distinguishable when the admission was less than $20. (laughs) People here either love it or hate it. I love it and find it endearing. I found other versions of commercials for this fair. They're all a little bit bonkers. Yeah. But I couldn't find that exact one. I love local fairs. Me too. Can I play the Do do the Puyallup? Yeah. So they've changed the name of this to um, the Washington State Fair now. Yeah, but locals still call it the... Puyallup made it seem sort of provincial. Um, So when they're getting big name acts, you know. Um, Actually, do you know a mutual friend of ours used to do uh, audio for for an entire summer? What What was it? She was... I can't remember if she was posted at the fair and Weird Al came to town or she was touring with Weird Al, but she was she had done the audio setup for Weird Al oh, at, the, at the Puyallup Fair. So here, I think this is an old Do the Puyallup commercial. Um, and I th- still think they use this jingle for the commercials, even though they changed the name of the fair. You can do it at a trot. You can do it at a gallop. You can do it real slow so your heart won't palpitate. Just don't be late to the Puyallup. <laughs> All the people and the animals down at the fair that do the Puyallup like they didn't have a care. And it looks like so much fun to do. I think I'm going to learn how to do it, too. Saw a duck and a chicken down by the barn, kicking up the hay and raising such a storm that I asked the farmer what they were up to. And he said, Puyallup, that's what they do. <laughs> You can do it in the rain or the sun or the fog Becomes real easy like rolling off a log Get a partner from Tacoma or Seattle or Fife And even let you do it with your husband or wife (laughs) This is so great! Yeah. So... 
This is a commercial from 19... This is a commercial from 1976. It's shot in all this kind of sapia tone, and it's just footage of barnyard animals, again, kind of doing something back in 76 that we see a lot on social media now. Again, using that almost boomerang effect yeah. that you'll see on Instagram, where it's like they make one motion forward, and then they go back, and then they repeat it a few times just by making the tape go forward and back, and it looks like the animals are dancing in a very fake janky yeah. kind of way that's really i love that ad that's from 1976 the year i was born yep it's great and the puyallup fair is really fun we went we went this summer i'm surprised nobody has called in to sing that for us yeah hint hint uh what else we got all right um this is from listener noah um this is for a product called trulicity which if i'm remembering correctly is a drug that is for Maybe diabetes? I have no idea. I've never heard of it. Trulicity just sounds like a made-up product in like a Verhoeven movie. Yes, it really does. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's other than just, you know, it's sort of your standard um, modern pharmaceutical ad, but there is one line in it that really makes uh, Noah laugh. Do you want to pl- yeah, give it a play? Yeah, let's just take a listen to this whole thing here. I haven't seen this. I can do more to lower my A1C. And I can do it with what's already within me. Because my body can still make its own insulin. And once weekly Trulicity activates my body to release it. Trulicity is not insulin. It comes in a once weekly, truly easy to use pen. It works 24 seven and you don't have to see or handle a needle. Trulicity is a once weekly injectable medicine to improve blood sugar in adults with type two diabetes when used with diet and exercise. So one quick thing there, so it's, it's a pen you clearly inject it, but not a needle. I have a feeling that they're sort of, um, it's sort of a rhetorical dodge there. I think the pen, like, you probably, like, pop it into your... And it punctures the skin, punctures but the it's skin, not a but syringe. You, but you are never touching the actual Huh, okay, needle. interesting. It should not be the first medicine to treat diabetes or for people with type 1 diabetes or diabetic ketoacidosis. Do not take Trulicity if you have a personal or family history of medullary thyroid cancer, if you have multiple endocrine neoplasia syndrome type 2, or if you're allergic to Trulicity. Oh. Hey. I think I hear it. Don't Wait, take oh, Trulicity. Wait, oh, now I hear it. If you're if allergic to thyroid cancer, you have medullary thyroid cancer, if you have multiple endocrine neoplasia syndrome type 2, or if you're allergic to Trulicity. <laughs> yeah, that made good no advice. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, that sounds good. Um, yeah, what you would think that every single commercial for medication Some would of them have do. To... It's, that's not the first time I've heard that in a pharma ad. Um, but it, and like I've often they'll phrase it as do not take X drug if you're allergic to the ingredients in X drug. Sure, yeah, right. Which seems obvious, but I'm sure that somewhere somewhere someone had to be told that. Right. I mean, why like hopefully you're telling your hopefully your doctor who's prescribing this stuff knows what you're allergic to, but God only knows. But I could see it, you know, it's almost like maybe you don't know what's in it, so don't take it if you're allergic to X this particular ingredient and it's like underscoring that this ingredient is in there. I understand that. Um is it jingle time? It looks like it's jingle it time. It is jingle time. What do we got? Um this is this is from listener Kevin. Um Kevin grew up in the Quad Cities area. What? Um, That's like one better than the Tri-Cities. <laughs> Exactly. Although he said it's actually five cities, so they should probably have a different Quint, name. The, the Quint Qu- cities. The Quint cities. Um, but apparently, back in the day, the Quad Cities tried to drum up some civic pride by having a jingle. 
Um, so Kevin called in and sang a, sang the jingle. And uh, after after you hear him sing it, I'll tell you a little bit more about it. Yeah, okay, let's take a listen here. Hey, Genevieve and Andrew. This is Kevin from Astoria. Uh, I don't know if I like him saying hi to you first. <laughs> kind of like the Andrew sometimes, Genevieve thing. Sometimes but, people say me first. Maybe they do. Don't care for it. <laughs> um, here's another jingle submission. Um, any kid that grew up in... East Moline, Moline, Davenport, Rock Island, and Bettendorf in the 1980s had this soft rock jingle in a constant rotation in their heads because it was always on our local TV trying to instill some civic pride. So, you know, maybe not calling yourself the Quad Cities when it's made up of five cities would also help with that. <laughs> um, here we go. Where I can live with the eagles, fly with the eagles, and be free. Quad Cities, USA, looking better every day. Quad <laughs> Cities, you're the place I want to be. I want to be. <laughs> yep, Quad Cities, USA. Thanks a lot. Bye. I love that it's get, looking better every day. Yeah, looking better every I mean, not day. that, I mean, you could be the best thing in the world. You could still look better every day, but there's still something a little humble about that, I would say. Well, Believe it or not, the actual jingle is has been digitized thanks to the Davenport Library, which I guess is one of the library is a library that's in that area. When the creator of that song, whose name I think is Bob Jenkins, died, the library did a little sort of tribute to him on their website, and they included a digitized version of this song. If you want to uh, play the original, can I just say on their website right now, it's highly annoying. I guess to be in the Christmas spirit, they have digital little snowflakes that you can't turn off, just snowing down yeah. across the entire page. It makes it a little bit hard to read. It's a little bit hard to read. Okay, so here's the jingle from their archive site. I love it already. Wow, this is involved. This is more than a 30-second oh, yeah. little jingle. Like the we are the world of the quad cities. I know a place where there's work to be done, where there's room for me, and who I wanna be. <laughs> Again, starting with there's work to be done. Jobs. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like jobs, it's not we need to work on yeah. the Quad Cities. Yeah, no, it's we need like... To, hey, listen, it's the Quad Cities. Hey, there's they're, some work to be done. Let's let's all be honest with each other. They're fixer-uppers. It's a fixer-upper. I can build my tomorrow Where I can live with the eagle Fly with the eagles and be free Quad Cities USA Looking better I'll use this little bridge to give you some more information. <laughs> uh, written uh, by Bob Jenkins. Uh, lyrics arranged uh, and produced Bob Jenkins. Actually, lyrics by Charlie Teague. Vocals by Brent Webster. Yeah, what else 1980. Does he I don't know. I was about to look up Brent Webster. You want to look that up? Down to the shining sea. This mighty rolling river tells me that I'm home where I can build my tomorrow. Where I can live with the river, flow with the river, and be free. 
slap that face. Yeah. By the way, we are not. We're about halfway through this baby. I. He's there is a Brent Webster on the faculty at Murray State University in Kentucky. Is he in the music department? Um. Yeah. He's in the music department. So that's my best guess as to where this Brent Webster ended up. There's a judge named Brent Honest Webster, but I don't think it's the same guy. The seasons flavor my life, and it's good to know of things that live and grow. I can raise my family where the good life's gonna be, and I can build my tomorrow. Where I can live on the good land, grow with the good land. This feels like something that would be in, like that would be an artifact of Pawnee, Indiana's history. Yeah. It? <laughs> yes. I want to see the mural that goes yes, along with this. Exactly. I mean, this is a real. It's got a real little Sebastian vibe to it. <laughs> I really like this. You can tell because I played the whole damn thing. Yeah. Also, we got a short show today. I really, actually, we're going <laughs> a lot longer than last week. Um, I uh, I really like that. Uh, I'm going to say something here that I know I'm going to regret okay. and I'm going to want to cut out because I don't know exactly where I'm going with it. But it really does give me a warm feeling of an era when there was more of a working middle class. Yeah. I I don't think you should cut that out at all. I totally agree. And that's it. Um it was. He really tells you what a. I mean, of course, stylistically and stuff. Yes, it's it feels outdated, but just in terms of that, like no city now. Like, can you imagine if Seattle tried to sell itself as like a place for sort of like blue collar working right. people? Like, that's not at all the way we tell our story now. And no city, maybe, maybe a, that's not fair. I don't know what it's like to live in like Kentucky or you know another or other states where there's like a lot of. Uh, cold jobs or whatever but like that's as living in living in a place like seattle or any major mm-hmm. city now i mean even the tri-cities like which we do have the tri-cities yeah. here in washington um i can't imagine the tri-cities trying to tell their story in this way you know in this in in these terms yeah i actually it's gonna be a shock to you um and you, you're probably not gonna like it um, you know me I've always been such a ch- like I love Seattle I've always said that there's never a city I would love more than Seattle and like recently and I'd gotten to gotten some trouble for saying this on TBTL in, in not a very eloquent way because I was only complaining about like kind of the establishments closing mostly like kind of like any kind of bar around here closing that had any kind of personality is being torn down this feeling of any a lot of restaurant- like theaters are closing theaters closing yeah. like crazy coffee shops bookstores um, and you know, maybe they're making, they're not really making new bookstores, but in a lot of cases being replaced by, you know, expensive condominiums with mixed use, you know, with some, uh, you know, nice restaurants in the bottom, you know, the the pork and the snout or whatever, where you can get your charcuterie plates. I mean, people who listen to TBTL have heard me say this a million times over. But I'm not going to, I'm not trying to make an argument here for it. But for the first time in my life, I'm just going to like, I don't feel like, I don't get the joy of this city that I did even a year ago. And I was thinking like, I was thinking like, boy, I came back from Chicago from a trip recently. And I know Chicago's got plenty of these types of upscale things too, but it feels like there's more, 
maybe because it's so much bigger and it can spread out more. It feels like there's like these communities that are more immigrant communities where there's like old school German restaurants and all kinds of different ethnicities. And I was like Chicago, but I was also thinking like, Maybe like Tacoma would be better or even the Tri-Cities. And I'm somebody who always wanted to live in the biggest city possible, right? Yeah. But like there's something about, I don't know if it's about, I, I mean, I know what it's about. It's just about seeing a lack of authenticity in the establishments around me and seeing all the authentic places you know that going if you away. Moved to, particularly if you move to a place like the Tri-Cities, you're importing exactly the thing that you hate. Yeah, no, I know. And that's what got me in trouble. People were like, oh, Andrew's complaining about Seattle when he's one of the people ruining it, which I don't 100% agree with based on the way that we live our life and where we put our dollars and yeah. the types of things we support. I don't think that's entirely fair, but it is fair to point out that, yes, have I had an impact on this community? Yeah, to a degree. Although Luke got very defensive on the podcast and said, you and I did not move here to take new jobs that didn't exist 20 years ago. You work in a university and I work for public radio. Like, yeah. it's a little bit different. But anyway, all of that is to say, like, listening to this song kind of plays into that. I know we're pretty far off topic here, but, like, this, re no joke, this sounds appealing to me. It's probably more nostalgia. I want to move to the Quad Cities in 1980, not, you know, necessarily in reality move there right now in 2017. But I Let's move I to the Quad the Cities appeal. and immediately start a campaign to rename it the Quint Cities. Let's Let's do it. Like, just move there and just try to Immediately, change everything just right, right away. away. Yeah. And also, I want to build a big glass office building. <laughs> <laughs> can we do that? We can. But first, anyway, sorry let's about play getting so off. Topic. One more jingle, and then let's wrap it on up. All right. Um, this is from listener Amy, and she remembered a jingle from when she was, uh, I, I guess, much younger. I guess a little girl um, for a particular toy called Dancerella. It's Amy K calling for the San Francisco Bay Area. This one I had to leave for you this morning because. I can't get it out of my head. I love it so much. Okay, it's for a thing that was called Dancerella. And it Dancerella was like a um, a, a toddler-shaped doll uh, that was on point, like a ballerina. It was a ballerina doll. Do you know Dancerella at all? No? I don't know Dancerella at all. I mean, I've certainly seen ballerina dolls. It was on point, like a ballerina. It was a ballerina doll, which a toddler... Could not be on point, but I guess I'm not going to argue. Anyway, <clears throat> Dancerella, Dancerella, dancing ballet. You can make her dance when violins begin to play. Back kicks, front kicks, twirling on her toes, twirling away to a dance you compose. Dancerella, Dancerella bows and then... You can make her dance again. I think we had a little bit of a drop out. There's Maybe a also, little bit, yeah. There was also, if Amy's hearing this and there's a big chunk of your song missing, there was a long pause. We weren't sure if you were catching your breath or if we were in a bad cell area. Yes, yeah, so so hopefully we got the hopefully we got the bulk I of think, what, you, what yeah. you submitted. I certainly think we got the jest. I think I like the jingle. You have a nice voice, Amy Kay. Um, and you were able to find the actual commercial views? I was. It's The audio quality is not great because this is from a while ago, but um, uh, she she nailed it. I'm actually interested in just seeing what this damn product looks like. Dancerella, Dancerella, dancing ballet. You can huh. make her spin when violins begin to play. Back kicks and front kicks, twirling on her toes. Twirling her way through a dance you compose. Dancerella, Dancerella, bows and then You can make her dance again. Oh, that's what we missed. 
Dancerella. I think it was just kind the of a pause. Only. No, there was definitely a um the, the what the part that where we uh, she bows and then you can make her dance again. Yeah, but we didn't get the she bows part. Oh, from uh, from Amy. But anyway, um, so it must have been a cell thing. That's great. I'm glad you found this. Yeah, and what a what a fun toy to see. It's it's this it's uh boy they really they really gave girls a. Small box to fit in, didn't we they? Will, <laughs> we will be clawing out of the gender uh, roles for a long, long time, babes. I hate to tell you. Um, all right. That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, let's get out of here. But before we do that, should I ask you once again, where are we right now? We're, we're recording this on the 23rd of December because we're on vacation. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I guess we're, are we heading home right now? We're are heading, we home yet we in could the be, future? We could be home yet. We could be home by now. We could be on the flight. Oh, and as we said in the last podcast, depending on how, how the vacation went, you and I might be just icily sitting next to each other on the airplane. It's possible. Looking in different directions, boy. <laughs> but you're really looking forward to that part, aren't you? <laughs> What's wrong with me? You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Wait, what if I stayed in Hawaii? <laughs> Andrew's still in Hawaii, everyone. But you can get at me. I'll keep it going at the Facebook group on Gmail at After These Messages Show at Gmail. Or you have my- a new Hawaiian co-host that you brought back to Seattle <laughs> oh, with man. you. Uh, you can call me and my new Hawaiian co-host at 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. And do we give out the email? Yes. Yeah, you did in the Facebook. Yep. You did all that. I was sorry. I was lost in my fantasy You're just imagining world. what it'll be like when you're just living on your own in Hawaii. <laughs> just working working my, uh, working my on, blue collar job. I was up on the pineapple fact. That's on the pineapple. Right plantation all right i love you kiddo happy new year everybody and we will talk to you next tuesday in real time sort of